0: Hey everyone, this is PM Sport Talk, the father and son duo podcast. I'm your host, Preston, alongside my father, Mike, and dad. How are you doing today?
1: Hey, I'm doing well, son. Uh, we had a great weekend of football, uh, a little bit delayed on one of the games, but I'm ready to get into it. How about you? I am so ready. Uh, let's get
0: into it. Uh, we got to start off with college football, surprisingly, since the season's over, but little bombshell news that Nick Saban, the legendary Alabama coach, is done. He's retired.
1: Yeah, that was a big shock. Uh, Nobody saw that one coming. Uh, um, I thought he was going to be there for another four or five years. Uh, Couldn't believe it. You know, he lost in the semifinal to Michigan. Yep. Um, You figure he'd want to come back and try to get another championship, but uh, I guess he decided that, you know, uh, he's done it enough. Uh, He's had a great career, and he decided that – from what I heard, he decided that you know he couldn't commit to three or four years and decided that would be unfair to the incoming freshman there at Alabama that he couldn't commit to four years. Um, so he decided that maybe this was it, and it was a good time to call it uh, a career. Seven championships,
0: right, uh, for Mr. Saban throughout his career. Uh, he won six at Bama, I think one at LSU. Um, so, yeah, I mean, there's not much else to say. He's a great coach. Uh, he always got his guys fired up. I mean, it didn't matter if yeah. there was 40 minutes left of the game. It didn't matter if there was two seconds left of the game. He was always on top of things and yeah, making sure definitely.
1: that players were doing things correctly. Yeah, he's by far the best college coach I've ever seen. Um, just he had that drive, you know. Uh, they used to kid him uh, when he got interviewed after winning a couple of his championships. Uh, they they would ask him, oh, so what, so what are you going to do? Uh, his answer was uh tomorrow i'm getting ready to prepare for next year this was just the way this guy was he uh he was driven by football wanting to be the best and he was for uh like say a good 10-15 year stretch there he was the best in college maybe the best ever um to to put on to know to coach college football Uh, right uh just phenomenal i mean uh I always rude against Alabama because I just got sick of them winning all the time. But you can't deny that he, you know his greatness. He was just the best there was. He did he did try you know NFL there for a few years. It didn't work out. Um, that's he you know that he did that off of that LSU championship, I believe, right? Probably. I think it was LSU, then pro, then Alabama. I th- yeah, that's how he it never went. looked back after yeah, Bama. You never looked back. You know just. He decided that you know that college is where he belonged, and yeah, he was right. That's where he belonged, and it was great. I mean, he was uh you know, he started out with Belichick as an assistant. Well, didn't start there, but that was one of his big. That was where he kind of got his- known for his his coaching style was working for Bill Belichick at Cleveland as a defensive coordinator, and then he went on to uh, Michigan State and then uh, LSU, and you know the rest of his history. But uh, yeah, what a great career and. I don't think you're going to see one like that. I don't know if you'll ever see another guy like that. Yeah, I think I think
0: that uh, Nick Saban is a once-in-a-lifetime coach. I mean, everyone that went to Bama definitely was blessed to play with him as a head coach. Uh, he always made sure to get the best out of all of his players. And like you said, I think we'll never see
1: – we don't know if we'll ever see someone like that again. Yeah, I don't know. I mean – uh, yeah you're not I just don't think you will not in our lifetime I'd be shocked if we ever saw another coach that had that much success. The way coaches nowadays they they don't stay in one place that long anymore it doesn't seem like uh, so yeah, just uh, a great career and it's kind of sad to see it come to an end and makes you wonder uh, just how good Alabama they're going to be able to keep it up now uh, uh, I'm gonna say no they don't keep up that success. I, I think they'll be good but I don't think they'll ever have that kind of success again
0: i think you're right on with that so uh with that being said that's all there really is in college football uh obviously big news but we're gonna go on now to the nfl wild card um playoff around and dad yeah i want to start off with uh detroit and the rams with a great way to start off wild card weekend that's the only
1: good game i mean really the other games are all blowouts that game was the only really good one. It's the only game that came down to the final, you know, couple minutes. Mm-hmm. Uh, could have went either way. Um, once again, there's a little bit of controversy with the refing. Um, I think there probably should have been some penalties called there against Detroit, um, in a way. But you also like that the refs let him play, so uh, you can go either way on it. If you're a Rams fan, uh, you want those penalties called. But if you're a Detroit fan, you just loved how it turned out finally got their first win in what 32 years i think 30, something, something like that, like that. Yeah, it's been a long time i think 91 i think i was like still in high school the first time they've hosted a playoff game too in a while too i can't remember that one they played against dallas like uh when romo was playing and they got robbed because of the passing interference i can't remember if that was in dallas or if that was detroit that but was in dallas that was in dallas mm-hmm. all right so yeah so it's a long time coming um great game uh the atmosphere there was unbelievable, huh? It was just so loud.
0: and so much people there. There was Eminem. There was Calvin Johnson, Barry, Barry Sanders. Sanders.
1: Yeah, they were all there. Yeah, great. It was great to see. Unbelievable atmosphere and just a great win for Detroit. And um, I don't think they're done yet. No. They had to host another playoff game because somebody else lost. That
0: would be Dallas. Yeah. <laughs> but before we get to there, uh, I want to talk about the officiating. Um First of all, I think that that Cam Sutton or whoever it was on Detroit that was called wasn't called for that controversial no pass interference or holding on Puka. You know the play I'm talking about. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, that's a play that I think you had to let them fight for. They got to let that one go, and they did.
1: Yeah, I, I don't, don't have... think, I don't think that was very outrageous enough to call. I don't have a big problem with that. Uh, the one that I think should have been called was the roughing the passer. Oh, on Stafford? Yeah, that, yeah, that's roughing the passer.
0: Ooh. He, got thought,
1: hit, he got I, hit twice. I thought
0: he was concussed. I'm going to be honest with you. You, you saw the ways. It looked, it looked similar to that one that Tua had against the Bengals last year. He was making the same motions with his hands. His eyes weren't right, like where he was looking. It just didn't
1: seem – it seemed kind of fishy. Yeah, you know, I, I didn't notice it at the time because – um I was paying more attention because when he was walking off the field, he was like holding his right arm. Yeah, he was on his ribs, I think. His arm or his ribs. That's what I thought. So I I, I didn't notice the concussion right away. I think I might have missed that part of it. Um, But, yeah, that's what everybody's saying, though, that, they, geez, he went into the tent and he came back out and played, so he had to get cleared. But it did look like he might have been concussed there. But um, he was cleared, so he came back and, you know, almost pulled it out. We gotta be talking about. We gotta be
0: knowing who we're talking about here. We're talking about Matthew Stafford. I mean, he's you tough. you remember back in that? I don't know when it was. It was like almost a decade ago. Uh maybe yeah, a decade ago, over a decade ago, against Cleveland, when he took that huge hit. He was holding his arm on his throwing arm too, and then they were like, they called a timeout because he got hurt, and he he gets up and he's like. No, I can play. I'm going to throw this game-winning touchdown because yeah. there
1: was triple zeros on the clock, and he went and th- did it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, he's a tough, tough player. He's so underrated. I think he's just the gamer. He was getting hit that whole game, and you could—he was getting pressure, and you see his delivery there. He's throwing sidearm balls and over the top, and mm-hmm. he's a phenomenal quarterback. He's so underrated. Um, tough as nails, as like you said. Doing that, 35 years old as well. I yeah, mean, he's he not is, young. He's been he playing is, for what 15 years now something like that yeah Yeah, and he's he's still good and if it wasn't for you know a play here and a play there they win that game mm-hmm. and you know hats off to him. but you know Troy came out on top and I think that's the better story I think so too
0: I mean I wanted to get your thoughts though on what did you think about the fans booing Stafford
1: when he went onto the field I, I can understand that I mean hey he left um He wanted to leave. He wanted to go and win a Super Bowl. So I can see them being a little bit like that. Yeah, I don't have a problem with them booing him. I I, he played a lot of years there and he was good for them, but he he never won there for them. So I mean, Jared Goff did more than that, more for them than he he did. Yeah, so I don't have a problem with them booing him. Uh, That's part of it. That's what makes it. So that's what made that so good. I mean, those those fans. Went there to, you know, they wanted revenge against Stafford. Right. You know, because he left and then won a Super Bowl. So, yeah, I I have no problem with that whatsoever. I think that's what makes the game great. I'm going to be completely honest with you. The whole story of this game was Stafford's return
0: to Detroit. Plays against Detroit in Detroit for the first time in a wild card game. I think Jared Goff had a bigger chip on his shoulder than he did. Uh, Jared Goff, let's let's not uh, forget here. When he was involved in that Stafford trade, mcveigh handled that terribly oh it was horrific i mean he didn't even notify him yeah he didn't notify him he, he was so focused on we want stafford we want to get stafford jared Goff was did done dirty and he of course always remembers that and when he got the shot to play against his former team in a playoff game he did it and he eliminated
1: them yeah hats off to him that was great he downplayed it in the interview and stuff but you know that he just was dying inside he he to to let it out how that he had just beat them. He he's cool. I gotta give him credit. He, you know, he he didn't say it was about revenge, it was about a team game and all this stuff. But you know it when you saw Dan Campbell throw him the game ball oh yeah. You could see right there that man this was great for him. People forget he took he took the Rams to the Super Bowl. Oh yeah. It's not like he was a bad quarterback for them. So but you know I understand why they went and got Stafford cuz he is better than he's better than Goff in his prime he's better than Goff Yeah no. um but uh but Goff you know right now I think he's right there with him so and he got his revenge um even though he didn't he downplayed it he got it and I that's a, I feel good for him Oh I'm sure the whole
0: league does I mean for the city of Detroit as well it's a great story
1: uh what Dan Campbell has done there I mean you you can say that, that trade worked out good for both teams because the Rams won their Super Bowl. They got their, they got what they wanted and and Detroit's better now than they've ever been. So, yeah. That
0: great win-win. And now we move on to what you wanted to talk about. Dallas blowing it out another home. choke job by the Dallas Cowboys. What has to be done here to get them back to where they were? I mean,
1: it's been so long. And um you got to get Jerry Jones out of the day-to-day operations of that team, because he just—he interferes so much with the coaches there. Um, they don't have a chance. And those players, I think it's—it's bad. You have pressure when you're playing for the Dallas Cowboys, but I think Jerry Jones makes it a hundred times worse. Oh yeah, all his press conferences and all this stuff and the big circus there. He's—he's uh, he's all about the limelight, but he doesn't do his players any favors by doing that. He puts so much pressure on them that they come up small in these games. Um, they're the more talented team than Green Bay. But you wouldn't know that. I mean, they just they play so tight mm-hmm. in these games. And it's year after year after year. You see Prescott play good all regular season. Then come playoff time, they're under so much pressure. Uh, I don't know what, what's going to give there. I don't know if Prescott can win there. Uh, maybe with a different coach. A coach, I know Belichick's name comes up. Uh, I don't know if you'll see that because I don't know if Jerry Jones wants to give over that
0: control. So you so you want to see for sure you want to see? You think for sure that McCarthy's done. He's got to go. He's
1: Yeah. Uh, I, he, I think so. He's too. not done a bad job there. They win 11-12 games. He's in just the not getting it done in the playoffs. But That's you, all there is. You can't get it done. And if you can't get it done, you got to find somebody else. Because Dallas is about Super Bowls. They haven't had one since 95, I think. Um, you have to that franchise has to win a Super Bowl, so you need a coach to get him over the top. It brings back the thought of Jerry
0: Jones and the thought that he fired Jimmy Johnson. It was right there. I mean, you could see Jimmy Johnson, and you saw him on that halftime yeah. before. I mean, he looked more... He, I bet you he gave a better halftime
1: speech than McCarthy did. Oh, by far. <laughs> he's got. He's probably, uh, he's probably 10, 15 years older than McCarthy, and he's got more life than McCarthy. You ever see that kind of life out of McCarthy? Uh, Energy? No, no. no, he's just very – he just never seems that he's not a guy that's going to motivate you. I just don't see it. And Yeah, and Jerry Jones being there, yeah, they something's got to give. But I don't know. If, if they fire McCarthy and just bring in a, some coach that – and Jerry Jones is still going to have total control over him, uh, then it's not going to work. Uh, they need to bring in a coach that's going to be like – like Bill Parcells was, like Belichick is, and say, listen, you're the owner, you stay over there, I'm the coach, I'll take care of this. Yeah. And until they do that, they're not going to win. No. Jerry Jones, I mean,
0: he thinks he runs the team. I mean, he's the owner, but he doesn't run the what
1: happens on the field. I mean, he can do what he wants, but he's the owner, but he's never going to win that way. Yeah, exactly. It's proven. Let, let the coach figure it out. He knows the game. When Jimmy Johnson, when they won those Super Bowls, Jimmy Johnson was the GM. He was picking the players and coaching. Mm-hmm. Now Jerry Jones and his sons pick the players. The coach has input, but it's not like it was when Jimmy Johnson was running things there. Jerry Jones needs to take a step back. Say, hey, you. T- I'll let you do it, or bring in a, a GM, let him do it. Can't have his son doing it. He can't be doing it. They're not, they think they know football, but they don't. They're never gonna win, and you know he's getting old, and he's gonna die without winning another Super Bowl if he doesn't change his ways. Mm-hmm. I just don't know if he will. But if he doesn't, they're not gonna win. They're they're gonna win their eleven game, 10, 11 games every year, but that's it. They're not gonna win anything else. No, they they just can't get
0: over the hump because of Jerry Jones. So now that's said and done. I mean, Love played great. Uh, awesome game. I didn't see that coming. I figured he'd play decent, but I didn't see that. Aaron coming. Jones added on with three touchdowns. Uh, Romeo Dobbs had a great game uh, at that receiver position. I mean, he had yeah. Stephon Gilmore looking like
1: he's ready to be a family man. Yeah, it looked like he's ready to retire. Huh? He, I, he played horrible. They all did, but so it's hard to single just him out. But yeah, oh my God, they were just brutal. Was it a case of Dallas, like I said, Dallas being so tight, or is Green Bay just is Green Bay really clicking now? They've they've figured things out and this is what they're going to
0: be. I think Green Bay's going to go into San Francisco next week and surprise people. I'm not saying they're going to win. They're gonna I'm saying they're going to surprise people and put up a fight.
1: Yeah, I hope you're right. Um
0: cuz we haven't seen Brock Purdy yet off that first round bye. We saw last week, I mean last year Hurts and the Eagles had that first round bye. Right, yeah, true. So, so we're going to have to see what Purdy can do coming off that bye cuz you like you said with Flacco last week it happened in the Texans game. He he couldn't click because of that week off that he had. Not because of the first round by they were the fifth seed, but he
1: sat out. Yeah, he looked rusty. Um, like I said, when you have a hot quarterback and he sits out a week, sometimes it just they lose their rhythm, and you know it's just it's hard to get it back. And Purdy Purdy didn't did he play at all in their last game, or was he did he sit out that game too? I think it was Donald. He didn't play at all, so he's sitting out one, two. two he's weeks. gonna be almost three weeks not playing a football oh, game. All right, three weeks, yeah. So I'm really interested to see. Um, I mean, Shanahan's a great coach. I'm sure he'll have him ready, but th- like you said, this game could be uh, a lot closer than you think. Actually, interesting. I saw on the way here, Shanahan said
0: um, in an interview that he was game planning for Green Bay at halftime.
1: Yeah. Well, yeah, that game was over at halftime. It was yeah. over at the first and the first quarter. It was over. So he's getting a little bit of a head start on that scouting. Yeah. yeah, that was just brutal, but yeah, that that that's it's gonna be a real interesting game to see what goes on there. I want to end things
0: with here because we got to go over divisional games next week. But I mean, we got to talk
1: about the Steelers and the Bills. Yep. Um, I went into this game, uh, thinking that, you know, Buffalo is the better team, uh, not by a lot, but they have the better quarterback, which you know is a big deal. A lot better quarterback. Right. And um, pretty confident that Pittsburgh would keep it close. Buffalo, Buffalo jumped out to such a big lead that Pittsburgh just was never able to get all the way back in that game. And uh, very disappointing. Um, there's a lot of things to talk about, um, including some refing that went on in that game. I'm not saying that's why Pittsburgh lost. Oh, it's not. It's not the reason they lost, but I it should, sure didn't help. It played a part in it. It played a part in it. But. Um, Buffalo Bills had one penalty called against them in the whole game. That that can't happen. They didn't play a clean game like that. No, they had penalties all over the place mm-hmm. that did not get called. Especially
0: when Steve, the Steelers' season was on the line,
1: and you had pass interference that didn't get called. George Pickens was heated. Um, I mean, you had the roughing the passer on, um. Josh Allen, that was very suspect.
0: Hey, I want to point something out, though. That was not called on Fields, like about the 56 times those defenders did it to Justin Fields. He he had that done to him multiple times. None of that was called. But
1: Allen throws his hands up in the air and it's a flag. Yeah, um, that's very suspect. Uh, In a big game like that, um, I think you don't throw that there because Josh Allen does not slide. Ever. No. So Ever. He's he so never miraculous. slides. So one time he decides to slide, and the defender is already committed, and they throw the flag. Um, to me, you got to let that go. He he wants to be – part of his game is playing like a fullback. So you can't have it both ways um, where he gets overprotected. That's, yeah. That's um, – You just can't have that. uh, I've seen Steeler quarterbacks get wrecked up, and there's no flag. Not in this game, but in other games. And he gets one slide, and they're throwing the flag in a crucial moment in that game. Yeah, that's the point I'm making with Justin Fields. They never call down on him. That's what I mean. And Justin Fields plays the same kind of way Josh Allen does. They They both run a lot. Yeah. Um, so you can't
0: just you see, see Field slide a lot more than Allen. That's what I'm going to say. Allen, he never slides. Allen. Yeah, I think that's the first time I've ever seen him slide. Maybe second, something like that. I mean, but...
1: he, he's usually running. I mean, he's going. He goes into the pile. You know, that's just his game. He's kind of reckless. That's mm-hmm. part of how how he's uh, effective. Um, so that that's that that left a sour taste in my mouth. I mean, that's not the reason they lost. They lost because of the turnovers, in my opinion. Yeah, that's what I think. Those careless
0: turnovers. I mean, Pickens shouldn't have fumbled. That Rudolph interception came at a crucial moment in the red zone that could have turned the game around. Um, And, yeah, it was just
1: bad. That being said, it was 24-17 with 10 minutes to go. Mm -hmm. And, you know, who knows? Buffalo is the better team, but they had a lot of injuries in that game. Um, You just know how how these things are going to go. Mm -hmm. Um, but you know, they made more plays in Pittsburgh. Uh, Shakir made a great play to get that last touchdown. So you got to give them credit. Um, they, they were the better team, not by a lot, but they were the better team and you know, they won. So that's what it came down to overall. Uh, the roughing didn't, like I said, play a part in it, but Mm. the roughing leaves, what it does is it leaves that, that like, what if in your, in your mind, Mm. Eh, what if. It's not why they lost, but it's that didn't help. If if those calls didn't get called, and then you can say, yeah, you could definitely say Buffalo. Yep, you you just were way you were better. But when you have that, it kind of just throws that, uh, like makes you think, geez, I don't know, uh, was Buffalo that much better? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, they they held on. They didn't turn the ball over, and Pittsburgh did. So mm-hmm. Buffalo
0: didn't have a turnover all game, but. Like you said, they had only one penalty per game, so you put that on both sides. It just, it doesn't. It helps Buffalo. So, um, yeah. I mean, this, like you said, I think the Steelers got played outplayed, but we're not blaming this on Rudolph at all. He played
1: great for the position he was in. Um, but if you look at the, uh, if, uh, stats don't always tell everything. But if you look at the stat line for this game, uh, they're almost identical. Uh, I was. They both had three a little over 300 yards of offense. They both had, Pittsburgh had 22 first downs, Buffalo had 24. Mm-hmm. Um you look at the one stat. Two turnovers to zero. Right. That's the game. Yeah. Um another thing I wanted
0: to point out was um that it didn't come down to Rudolph. It came down to that defense. I mean, you got no pre- little to no pressure on Josh Allen. Uh, without TJ Watt, and Bills fans are saying out here, You guys thought you had a chance with Mason Rudolph. It wasn't his fault, it was the defense. He played pretty good, actually.
1: Other than that one interception, he played a pretty good game. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, the defense was disappointing. They're tackling, yeah, they need to know how to tackle. Uh, I guess tackling
0: doesn't know, tackling doesn't run in Pennsylvania, I guess, because the Philadelphia Eagles can tackle either. Uh, it's just, it was brutal. I think Minka Fitzpatrick on that Khalil Shakir touchdown was bad at tackling. That was a bad attempt. He had
1: two elements of it. If you forgot to add the third to take him down. It's like he thought he was going to be able to just throw him down and he didn't wrap up mm-hmm. and uh, wrap
0: up. That's it, this team has had struggles tackling for three years
1: now. It's not just this year. It's been for a while, but you notice the last three games that they played at the, their, on their winning streak, they were pretty good at they were, they were tackling. They were playing good defense. And then <coughs> this game, they went back to where they had been in pre- previous in the season, where they were bad tackling. It's like they reverted back to that. I don't know if the cold weather, the cold weather, it seems like teams struggle to tackle in cold weather. Um, yeah, I know it's difficult when it's cold like that. So I don't know if that played a factor or if they just, you know, I don't know. But uh, that's the end of their season. Um, is somewhat successful. Uh, they won ten games, so as a Steeler fan, I'm happy. But you know, I would like to see them win a playoff game. Mm-hmm. But um, you know, for what they for all the injuries they had, I think their season didn't end up too bad from where the from where it could have could have gone halfway through the season. So uh, I'll give hats off to them, and you know, hats off to Buffalo. They were the better team, and they move on.
0: Yeah. And there are other games to go over, but with time issues, we are going to move on to our predictions for the divisional round. I mean, last week, our wild card predictions were bad. Mm, you, Well, Dad, here are our predictions from last week. I had a solid week, and you, not so much. Yeah, you, uh, yeah, you, you didn't do too bad. I, think, um, I got a couple right. You got the Steelers and Bills here. I picked the Bills. You picked the Steelers, which... I I was going with my heart on that one. Yeah, yeah. so that makes you 0-1, makes me 1-0. We both picked Kansas City. Both got that right. Both picked the Browns. Both got that wrong. Horribly wrong. (laughs) You both picked the Cowboys. That got wrong. We both picked the Lions, right? You picked the Eagles. I picked the Buccaneers. So I was right on that one. So it
1: wasn't too far off, but... You know where we were really bad is the scores. Right. Those games were blowouts except for one or two, and... But, hey, that happens. Sure does. Um. So now, with that
0: being said, moving forward to the divisional round. I am excited to make these picks. So where should we start, the NFC or the AFC? Well, let's start with the NFC. We'll leave the more, more exciting one for next.
1: Absolutely. Lions and Buccaneers. Probably the worst game of the weekend. <laughs> um. I'd like to say that Tampa has no shot.
0: You can't say that. But I
1: can't say that because their defense is playing pretty good. So is Baker. Baker it, played a great game. Yeah. But this is different, though. They're playing on grass down there in Tampa. They're coming up to the Dome. Detroit's pretty fast on that surface. Um, I can see uh, Detroit getting pressure on him. I can mm. see Aiden... Uh, um. Hutchinson getting pressure on Baker quite a bit in that game. Yeah, so I could see I could see um Detroit I think they're going to get a lot of pressure on Baker like I said and I just I think they're going to be too much, but I think it will be close at the beginning though, you know. I could see Detroit pulling away late winning by 10 points or something like that, but I don't I don't expect a blowout. No, I don't
0: either. It's going to be a good close game for most of it, I'd say, but then
1: I'd say Detroit wins. We'll say 31-21. to Yeah, I agree with that. Something like that. 31-24, 31-21. Yeah, I can see that. That makes a lot of sense. Uh, Like I said, Tampa Bay is playing pretty well right now, so I expect them to put up a pretty good fight. Our next game we got is Green Bay and the Niners. This is a very interesting game. I'm really looking forward to this game. Um, I hope that it wasn't uh, just a one-hit wonder for Green Bay last week. I hope they can put that same kind of – I don't expect them to be that good, but that same kind of performance, you know, against the Niners. Put some pressure on the Niners. Make them have to really play right to the end. Um, see what they've got if they're under pressure. Or not, you know, I don't want to see a 49er blowout. Um, I want to see the Green Bay hang right in there, and then let's see what Purdy's got, you know, if the game's on the line. I'd love to see that. I really don't know what to expect, though, because I don't know – how San Francisco is going to handle the, having basically having two or three weeks off? So, um, I don't know. I, this game could go multiple ways. It could be a blowout for San Francisco. It could be a close game. I really don't know. I it's think it's going to kill him. You you think San Francisco is going to kill him? I think it's going to. I think the break's going to kill him. Oh, you think the break's going to kill him? Mm-hmm. So, what do you think? You think they're going to lose, or you think it's just going to be close? It's a tough one. I want to
0: pick Green Bay so bad. I think I'm going to pick Green Bay.
1: Hey, go out there on that limb. Uh, I'd, love to, I'd love to see it. I'd love to see San Francisco get beat. Um, I'm going to pick them twenty eight twenty four. Hey, I love it. You never know these games. Green Bay's getting hot at the right time. Yeah, I've seen it before. Wild card team gets hot, and they ride it all the way through the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Pittsburgh did it one year. Giants did it one year. And Green Bay also did it their last time they won. It's crazy to point out something that Rodgers – seemed to struggle
0: against the Niners. It would be pretty, pretty uh, funny if Jordan Love could do that in his first playoff game against the Niners. What's funny
1: is this is basically the same team that Rodgers had last year. Right. And look at what Jordan Love is doing with this team. Yeah. His numbers dwarf. Rodgers couldn't get him into the playoffs. He couldn't get him into the playoffs, and look at the numbers. His numbers are way better than Rodgers oh, yeah. were last year. I know Rodgers was hurt a And this bit. is Love's first year as a starter. Yeah, he's play, playing way better than Rodgers did last year. Uh, Green Bay obviously made the right decision getting rid of Rodgers because this kid's the future. I, I believe it. He's a real deal. Um, Yeah, I just hope it's a complete uh, competitive game. Uh, I still think San Francisco wins it. But I'd love this. I hope you're right. I'd love to see that. Let's get the score. I'm going to say San Francisco uh, 27 20. All right. That's a good one. All right. Moving
0: on to the AFC. I'm going to leave Bills, Chiefs for last. We're going to go Baltimore
1: and uh, Houston. I think Houston's going to give Baltimore all they want in this game. Unless the weather is bad, I don't know what the weather is going to be. I haven't looked. If its weather is decent in this game, uh, I think Stroud can throw the ball all over these guys. I really I don't everybody raves about their defense, but I think Stroud's gonna have success against them. Yeah, I really do as well. They have a very good
0: offensive line. Oh yeah. Uh they got Tunzel, Laramie Tunzel, he's good. He's been good for a while in this league. Um, but I was going that same route you were, and I think they're letting CJ Stroud, the best rookie quarterback we've seen in a while, get hot. I don't think it's going to end here. I think he I'm taking another upset. I'm taking Houston over Baltimore. I've not seen Lamar prove himself in the playoffs yet uh, to go on a big run. Yeah, he's got I don't think it's going to continue. I think CJ Stroud gets it done. And I say he gets it done in uh, I'm going to say he wins by ten points. Wow. That's bold. I'm going to uh, say. I don't know. I don't know. I think it's going to be about, we'll go with the score prediction, 24 to 14.
1: I think Baltimore struggles. I could see that. Um, like I said, I don't know the weather. I think if the weather is good, uh, it's a close game and I think it could go either way at the end. Mm-hmm. I'm going to pick Baltimore 28-27. Okay. Um, but I wouldn't be shocked if it was the other way around, 28-27. Um, okay. But I think, I'm I'm just going to pick Baltimore because maybe Stroud and that team isn't quite ready for the next step. But like I said, uh, I, I hope Houston wins because I don't want Baltimore winning, but I just have a feeling that Baltimore will might eke this out. Um, one thing I want to point out is,
0: I mean, these two teams both get great pressure, but Houston made the best decision they possibly could, trading up, to get will anderson in that draft oh he's been excellent he's been a gamer yeah i mean that was the best decision they could have made they got the best two first round picks they could have gotten uh stroud anderson little offense and defense route and it's working well for them uh another guy that's been great uh second or third year man one of the two Derek
1: stingley stingley oh yes yes yeah they well they have been bad for so long. They got all these high draft picks. Right. And, and it's something finally something has out. to give at some point. Yeah. You know? And you see these guys starting like Stingley was hurt last year, wasn't he? Yeah, something like that. Uh so he's coming into his own. A lot of players coming in their own. Nico Collins coming in his own. He had some
0: veteran veterans too. Um, you know, the safety position. Uh they got Jimmy Ward. Uh and they got a lot of players on that defense. You so got Steven Nelson, who's Steven good. Nelson, he's been playing. He's been great. playing very good. Um and then on the offense you got Devin Singletary who the former Buffalo Bill who's been doing pretty good I'd say. Yeah, he's been running the ball. He's filling that RB1 hole very good, absolutely. And then Nico Collins
1: of course, who's just Nico Collins. Yeah, and then throw in the when you have a, a quarterback performing at the level that Stroud is, um the other guys don't have to be great. Right. As long as they're decent and he's playing at a uh, playing at a pro bowl level, uh Sky's the limit. And you know how much of a game changer tank that would be in this game? That'd be huge, wouldn't it? Having two guys. Mm-hmm. That's the only that's what scares me a little bit about picking Houston. That's kind of why I didn't because I'm a little you know, they have the one receiver. Maybe maybe uh uh Baltimore is able to, to shut Collins down a little bit. Right. So that could you know, that's why I'm gonna have Baltimore in a nail biter. But yeah, it should be a great game. And our final game. The big one, biggest one of the week. Kansas
0: City goes into Buffalo for Patrick Mahomes' first road playoff game in his career. Yeah. Finally. How long has he been in the league? Like six, seven years? At it's least. been a while. It's that, you got drafted in twenty seventeen. So yeah. yeah, it has been that long. Seven, That's almost crazy seven to think years. about.
1: Yeah. And he's never played a road playoff game except to go to the Super Bowl. Yeah, and which is considered a neutral, neutral. side game. Um if you'd asked me three weeks ago, I would have said Buffalo all the way in this game, but after watching Buffalo against Pittsburgh, um, and Kansas City's defense is better than Pittsburgh's right now, mm-hmm. um, I think I'm going. I'm going to pick Kansas City to come in there and win a, another close nail biter game, uh, back and forth game. I don't think it's going to be super high scoring, but um, I think their teams are going to change. The Le- leads are going to change a few times. Yeah. Um, You know, it could be like a 24-21 to type game, something like that. I think Kansas City gets them in the end because Kansas City's healthy and Buffalo's not. And unless unless these guys that got hurt against the Steelers uh, have miraculous – they don't have a lot of turnaround. They have a short week too. Uh, Kansas City's sitting there. Mahomes is sitting there licking his chops. Mm -hmm. Um, All he's heard about is how great Josh Allen has been. And, you know, he's having a down year. He doesn't have any receivers, blah, blah, blah. You watch him go in there, and he just finds a way. Right. And I think he will do it again to break the Buffalo Bills hearts once again. I Yeah. I think he's going to happen. Like I said, I think 24-21 is what I'm going with Kansas City. I came into this podcast today thinking that Kansas
0: City is going to win, and I still do. I think – but the big thing for me is uh, I don't think – Believe it or not, I don't think Patrick Mahomes is the X factor for the Chiefs in this game. I think that it's going to be Chris Jones. Uh, Yes. You look at Josh Allen. He got little to no pressure without TJ Watt on that defense. Alex Heisman's sack was the only pressure he received. Chris Jones, if he plays well, he can do some damage. He can do a lot of damage, uh, as well as some other guys on that line, like George Karlaftis. He's been playing
1: amazing. It's a great point that you just made there. Um, Chris Jones plays... uh, I don't know if he's D tackle or nose-tackle, but he plays right there, Mm -hmm. back and forth, those two positions. Right. And what does Josh Allen like to do on those runs? Inside. Inside, up the middle. Jones is going to shut that down. I I don't think he's going to be able to do that. So um, that could be a great equalizer there. Mm -hmm. Plus, Kansas City's linebacking crew is a lot better than Pittsburgh's. Pittsburgh had fourth and fifth string guys playing linebacker. Mm -hmm. They got their starters in there. Nick Bolton is very good. Second year. Oh, yeah. Uh, and they
0: also got great corners. They got better. I mean, you got McDuffie and Snead. Diggs is getting shut down. If you have Davis back, he could get shut down. It's going to be. I don't think this is going to be. I don't think there's a lot of scoring. 24-21 I, I, might be too much. I don't know. I'm going to say. I'm going to go 20 Chiefs. I'm going to go 10 or no. Let's go 17 bells. I would say it's a close game, but yeah, I think I the Chiefs that. eke it out.
1: Yeah, I think so. Um, going to be a great game. Uh, I think it's going to be cold again in the 20s or in the teens again. Not Nothing for Mahomes, though. He, but both these teams just played in cold weather. He just played in weather. worse weather. Mahomes just played in a minus 25 windshield game on Saturday night, so uh, he's all set. That team's ready to go. Um, Yeah, that's why I'm picking the Chiefs. I think they're going to break Bills' hearts again. Sorry, Buffalo. Hate to do it to you, but that's where I'm going. Not really.
0: (laughs) Plays of the week, Dad. Coming up first, Josh Allen takes a snap. He runs right away. Allen has a leak. Oh, there he goes. A little bit of a fake slide. Kenny Pickett action. Touchdown, Bills.
1: Great run by Josh Allen. I don't know what the Steelers were doing, but... Unbelievable run. Uh, uh, broke that game wide open for the Bills, and Steelers were never able to come back.
0: Well, Dad, our second play of the week coming from Dallas and Green Bay. Prescott takes the snap. Oh, Savage takes it away, and there he goes. Darnell Savage. No one's
1: going to get him. Touchdown, Packers. What a play from Savage. I'm not sure what Dak was doing on that one, but he was awful in that game. Great play by Packers.
0: Well, Dad, here comes the Texans. Back out on the field. Brevin Jordan makes the catch. Ooh, makes a juke move on Emerson. And there he goes. He got space.
1: Brevin Jordan could take it. He will take it. Touchdown, Texans. What a play from the young receiver. Texans. Uh, that was a big moment in that game. What a play from Stroud and the young guy. Well, dad coming from the Kings and Bucks. A little NBA
0: action. Fox makes the free throw, which makes it a two-point game. Lillard will pass it in here. Gets into the Lopez, back to Lillard. Lillard working on a box, little logo shot for the win. It's good. Damian Lillard wins it for the
1: Bucks. What a shot from Damian Lillard! That's what they went out and got him for the overtime winner. Damian Lillard is
0: known for doing this in his career, and it's just another one of those moments for sure. Coming from the Bills and Steelers again, Dad. Shakir. Minka can't get him down. Oh, what an effort.
1: Shakir makes a move, and he is in. Touchdown, Bills. What a play from the young receiver, juking and jiving there. Well, wow, the Steelers, poor tackling, and that was the nail in the coffin.
0: Coming from the Rams and Lions for our final play of the week, Stafford takes the snap, looking, throwing it deep, wants the home run ball. Nakua, he's got him. Touchdown, Rams. What a play. Well, Dad, that is the end of today's podcast, and we already made our predictions, so... We'll just sign off from here. Um, We want to know from you guys, though. What did you think about this episode? Some crazy moments. What are your thoughts? Uh, Leave them in the comments below, and we would love to hear from the fan base. Um, That's it for today's podcast. Hope you all enjoyed this episode, and we will see you next week. Hey, if you like what you see, you can subscribe down below, and you can listen to our podcast at any time. And also, if you want to reach out to us, you can reach us at pmsporttalk at gmail.com. Also coming soon is a website. Thank you all for listening. Have a good one.